As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Uh, you are now tuned into anything potable, the most honorable, the most audible, like Paul Pierce when he was fresh out the hospital. Like Antoine when he shimmied after shots went through. So tell me why you mad even. Your team gonna be sad leaving after matching up with Brad Stevens. Each season, champion contenders. We drop twice a week like you trying to guard Kemba. Your team whack and your players whacker. I got the inside scoop after hanging up with Jay and Packer. Okay, we about chips here. I'm talking about this year. Banner 12 plus 6 here. Carson was top rookie. I'm seeing it now. Off the charts, but you gotta play it market smart. Close out, cause he pulling up from Harvard Yard. Gang green, it's no other way. So tune in to the pod if you plan on staying up today. You heard? <laughs> AJ, I, I see you, player. She. Welcome to Anything is Possible! The Boston Celtics podcast here on the Athletic Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sam Jam Packard, professional sports fan, and I'm joined, as always, by the kid, the god, the legend himself, Celtics beat reporter for The Athletic. That's right, Jay King, everyone. And we are joining you after a Celtics win, 122-121 over the Milwaukee Bucks in the opening game of the season. This game had a little bit of everything. Uh, but it came down to Jason Tatum. He did not call glass, but he did call game. Uh, crazy shot. Not a great shot at the end of the game, but they, uh, enough to get it done. They withstood Giannis basically being going supernova in the fourth quarter. Jay, what was your reaction to the Celtics' first game back playing real basketball? That was madness. That it was just jumping right back into the deep end, let me tell you that much. Tristan Thompson and Daniel Tice, the two starters, Brad started off with a crazy move right away. He hasn't played double bigs since Al Horford and Aaron Baines were there, and Al Horford wasn't really a big because he shot a bunch of threes. It was two centers in the modern NBA, and it kind of worked. It kind of worked. It wasn't Uh, bad to start the game. Uh, It wasn't horrible. The Celtics transition defense was disgusting early. Um, Then they cleared that up. And Jalen Brown was awesome. Like he'll get overshadowed a little bit because Tatum hit the game winner, but Jalen Brown was fantastic. And right after you wrote him off in preseason, 
You wrote him <laughs> off in preseason as a, the, the as entire a playmaker, team? and then all he did was create his own shot, and he had four assists and zero turnovers and 33 points. He was just really, really, really good after you wrote him off like a moron in preseason. <laughs> I don't think I wrote him off. I think I immediately said I believe in his ability to grow as a player because he's a Kaizen king. But hand up, I did not give him enough preseason hype, and he was fantastic in this game. Uh, scoring, I believe it was 33 points. Um, but there was a stretch in the second quarter where Tatum was on the bench and the Celtics bench was rolling. They had a lot of bench points this game. I thought Jeff Teague had a fantastic game, but there was just really in the second quarter, the Celtics expanded their lead uh, and did great things. And all of our talking points going into the season were like, man, they're going to struggle when Tatum is on the bench. They're going to struggle to score. But they did the thing that you mentioned about kind of staggering Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart with Jason Tatum once they got into the bench. And the lineup, I think it was Semi Ojale, Jeff Teague, Robert Williams, uh, Marcus Smart, and Jalen Brown played very well in the second quarter and kind of kept the Celtics in this game when they fell down a little bit early. Yeah, I, I thought Teague and Thompson were the two biggest positives from a Celtics perspective. Because you know Jalen Brown's going to be great. You know Jason Tatum's going to be great. You know what they're going to give the team. But I think after Teague's stint in Atlanta, there were questions about him. After Thompson didn't play since March, missed most of training camp, you kind of wondered what he'd be like in his first game. They were both great. Tristan Thompson gave the Celtics a level of physicality that they haven't had uh, physicality combined with defense because Ennis Cantor was physical. <laughs> he just couldn't move he, his feet. He was physical, yeah. Um, so he gave them a level of, of size and physicality that that they haven't really had in a, since like Aaron Baines. I guess it's not that long. Um, but that helps. That helps a lot. They didn't have that last year. And then Teague, Teague looks sharp. He looks spry. He does not look like a man who was garbage in Atlanta last season. Let, let me tell you that much. And and that's a big deal for the Celtics because they're going to need that, especially while Kemba's gone. But Jeff Teague, for the first three games, including preseason, has looked like someone ready to give the Celtics a huge lift. Through three quarters of that game, he scored more than Brad Wanamaker ever did in a game for the Celtics. Whoa, we no need to throw the other guy under the bus here. I don't know why I just threw a stray at Brad Wanamaker, who is solid and sturdy <laughs> as always in Boston. But Teague just gives them a different type of playmaking than they had at any point on their bench last year. Yeah, he has yet to miss a 3-4-4 four, four again tonight. But just beating guys off the dribble in a way that I thought was not necessarily still in his game anymore – and how many floaters do you think he attempted? Because that's pretty much his go-to move. A lot of them dropped tonight. Actually, I guess he only had three two-pointers. Uh, two but he was just solid and getting to the rim and attacking and playmaking in a way that, I don't know, I wasn't prepared for this level of Jeff Teague. Uh, he did shoot 38% from three while he was in Minnesota last year. Clearly, the time in Atlanta was not good. But I thought it was interesting late uh, – they kind of went away from the two bigs. Brad did. I think that's mostly because Tristan Thompson. Uh, yeah, he had his minutes limit. He had his minutes limit. And I thought, I don't know, they, they struggled a bit late. Tice knocked down two threes early, but then the Bucks were leaving him wide open. I don't know if you want to put both Tice and Thompson on the court, especially when the Celtics were struggling to score points. But I thought it was interesting. Uh, they had Shemi in there for a while who had a great game for Shemi, but was not as great down the stretch. They put in Teague in that kind of fifth spot 
to go small. And I just thought he was uh, a key player and definitely making plays for them late. Uh, just I think he, with him in there, the offense just looks a little bit better, a little bit more coherent. Yeah, and I, I thought it was really interesting to me just how much the Celtics funneled through Tatum and Brown. And that's been an obvious focus of Brad Stevens kind of trying to define people's roles. And part of that, I think, is obviously like these these motherfuckers over here, they're <laughs> the ones who score the basketball. They're the ones who will, will carry us. And they shot 52 out of the 101 Boston shot attempts, which is a huge number. And in the fourth quarter, it was even more than that. I think they shot 16 of the Celtics' 25 attempts. And the only Celtics two buckets that weren't by Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in the fourth quarter were on putbacks of Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum misses. So that was kind of a big deal. And I think it's foreshadowing what this next month or so, however long Kemba Walker's out, is going to be. It's going to be a lot of guys playing some defense. Jeff Teague will do some playmaking, especially when when Tatum and or Brown are sitting. Um, and Marcus Smart obviously will too. But I think everything's going to be steered toward those guys. And I, I think I think they're ready to have big, big seasons. Tatum did not play well. He said it himself on and, the broadcast. And he had he 30. terrible. Yeah. And he had 30. Like, he didn't get to the free throw line. He didn't make layups. And not a lot of only two assists. Like, not like the super great playmaking that we saw from him in the playoffs. It was actually much more of a Jalen Brown evening. And the like, they really put Jalen Brown as the pick and roll ball handler. And like, sorry, was, I, it, was I, it wrong to write him off in preseason? Then it might have been uh, wrong to not believe in him, but he definitely rose to the occasion. Uh, he thirty three points, as I mentioned, four assists, five rebounds. I just thought he was good decision making. He really seems to be comfortable with that mid range jumper, uh, going, stopping, spinning, and kind of getting his shot. He just looked very good tonight uh, and was able to knock down some deep threes. I thought the Celtics did a shot well from three, uh, 18 for 40, 45%. And, but they got it from guys other than those two main guys, which I think is going to be big for them. Shemi knocked down a three. Peyton Pritchard knocked down a Shemi three. Shemi was great. Talk about Shemi. it. Speak on it, King. Shemi was great. Shemi's first half stint was awesome. He Euroed, was it Brooke Lopez? And then he had a really nice pass to Tristan Thompson. No look pass. Shemi Shemi came in and and gave them some some legitimately good minutes. Um, he, he was very helpful for them. I, I I feel like all roads lead to Shemi. Like no matter <laughs> no matter what happens with the Celtics, he just ends up back in the rotation. Like I feel like they always want to move on from Shemi or think about moving on from Shemi, and then he's just solid enough that he always ends up back in in the mix. Well, he was especially solid tonight, knocking down threes in that uh, Euro. He is the honest stopper, so I'm not really surprised that he was in this game. But what do you think about other guys off the bench? Grant Williams, I mean, Shemi had a game high, I think, plus 20. Grant had a team low, minus 19 in his 14 minutes. He was able to knock down a three, but it also felt like the Bucks were basically begging him to shoot threes. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Yeah, he, he was also, he also had the bad luck of being on the court when Giannis just went bonkers with like threes and stuff like that. So I, I don't think the plus minus was all his fault. Um, But yeah, I, I mean, the Celtics, they clearly just decided Brad said it in his post-game press conference. He was basically like, I was so pissed off by the preseason that I just decided we're going to play a defensive-minded starting lineup. And he he went basically two bigs for most of the first half, if you include Grant Williams as a big. Robert Williams played. Um, so I was kind of surprised by their rotation, but I think it makes sense because we've been harping on it. They don't really have a lot of wing depth. And, and Tristan Thompson and Daniel Tice – with Kemba Walker out, those are two of their five best players. So they basically just decided let's let's just play our best five dudes. It doesn't really matter that two of them are centers and can't shoot threes. They both know how to play basketball and they'll figure it out. And I th- I thought they were I thought that looked pretty good when they didn't get beat for leak out layups in transition. There were so many leak out. Layups. Their first half was not good in transition defense. So I think it was like what sixteen points there. It was just layup lines for the uh bucks there that stretch of time and then the first i would say six minutes of the fourth quarter where Giannis was completely unstoppable the celtics defense was not great but in most other moments in the game especially in the half court i thought they did a very good job of slowing down the bucks even though my god chris middleton is a demon like this guy is insane 27 points 10 of 20 shooting uh, 14 rebounds, eight assists. He was just phenomenal. I like, don't think Giannis had a great game uh, for his standards, but he still dropped 35. Drew Holiday, real quiet, 25 points in my book. He had a huge three at the end of the game, but I don't remember a lot of his earlier. Buckets. He was so good defensively, though. He Man, was he was he was a wizard defensively. He was just taking the ball from people, just snatching it, Marcus Smart style. Speaking of Marcus Smart, not the biggest uh, night in the stat sheet, but. What was it? Three drawn charges on Giannis. I think he led the team with seven assists. JB shouted him out in the post game, talking about just how great his play calling was, his leadership was. He was just very solid. Marcus Smart performance. Uh, just that's what they're going to need from him. I thought, and the shot selection. He only had two attempts. That's not what you expect to see from Marcus Smart. Maybe like his role is so driven into him that he's like the playmaker now, but. Just solid, have to give him credit where uh, because, you know, the Celtics won. Yeah, I, I thought Marcus Smart, I mean, defensively, the, the three charges he took on Giannis were huge. That was, I thought the Celtics for a while did a really good job on Giannis. They sent bodies at him all the time, and he had a great, great fourth quarter, really took over the game for a stretch in the fourth, was hitting threes and stuff like that. But Smart was taking charges. Uh, Shemi, I think, almost got a charge, but was called for a block. Grant, Grant, uh, Grant took a charge, yes. And so they, they forced Giannis into a lot of turnovers. They threw a lot of bodies at him. And then Thompson, the physicality there gives him 
and the the ability to move his feet gives him a look that they didn't have last year. They always had to have wings and guards on Giannis last year. And and so that was a huge difference for them. Like they they like to play bigger guys on the Giannis's, the Ben Simmonses, the kind of bigger physical specimens who aren't good shooters. And now they have a guy like that in Tristan Thompson who can move his feet well enough to to make that work. And so that's just kind of another toy for Brad Stevens, I think. Well, it's a good thing for Celtics fans because Celtics won their first game again, 122-121. Jay, any notes you have on the rest of this game? Uh, the only other thing I have is Peyton Pritchard. I love just the energy he plays defense with and how much, even when it's just a tag Giannis, uh, he flies out there. He's playing with crazy energy. Got him in a little bit of trouble with uh, switching on to Giannis and he don't need, need to do it, but I just liked his energy and his energy. Brad always talks about getting into the ball. That's all Peyton Pritchard did tonight. He had some very deep. He had some very rookie minutes. I felt like, like he was. He did some good things defensively, um, but then like Chris Middleton just treated him like he was a child. Like he wasn't there when he was playing defense on him. Giannis, kind of the same thing. Just kind of flicked him off and finished an one in transition. Um, So I, I thought he was like like fine. It, it wasn't like a disastrous debut for him, but I wasn't super. Oh, it wasn't great. I just like the, I just like the energy he plays with. There you go. That he's man's got energy. He's got spunk. He's definitely got spunk. That's fast PP for you. All right, let's get in to the world famous potable six pack, where Jay and I will draft the six best things that happened or were somewhat related to tonight's Celtics game. Jay, I'm going to take the first pick because it feels obvious to me. But the tribute to Tommy Heinsohn. Damn it, that was my first pick. It was the obvious first pick. It was really cool to have them bring down the banners to surround the uh, court. I thought the video they put together, I think they tweeted out a couple hours before game time, just showing his career from playing to all the moments he's been uh, involved with the Celtics. I thought it was just very cool. I like the band on the jersey. It was just an appropriate tribute to Tommy. He would have been flipping out at that foul call on. He would have been so fucking heated. Oh, man, he would have been just blasting the referees. He he would have been screaming the referees' names loud enough for for them to hear him. But, yeah, I thought they did a really good job with the tribute. It's just sad, man. Like, it's so weird to have a Celtic season without Tommy Heinsohn. It's just not something basically anyone has ever done he's been with the celtics forever and so i did think the bringing the banners down for i i think it was the first time that they've ever done that was was a nice touch for for somebody who did more for the celtics in different types of roles than anybody ever has all right your second and third picks um <laughs> this is going to be um, a little bit of a weird one, but we'll I just love it. I just liked when Tristan Thompson jumped on Brooke Lopez's back, and, <laughs> and th- there was no foul call. Like Tristan almost got the rebound. I don't know why there wasn't a foul call. I- I'm not sure what was going on there. Uh, but Tristan Thompson, like his physicality, was really, really obvious and and really impressive. And I I thought he gave the Celtics a real lift during his minutes. Um, you could see right away how he's going to impact them. Four offensive rebounds, 12 points, 6 of 10 shooting. And 
I know his field goal percentage has dipped with Cleveland the last couple of years, but he's the type of guy who feeds off of better players. And when you can have guys who create, who, you know, command attention, then he, he's going to just lurk in the shadows and get offensive rebounds and put himself in spots to finish. He's just a smart, tough basketball player. And I thought he did some some really impressive things for the Celtics. And he just fills a role that they kind of needed. So I, I like I like the combination of him and Tice. I don't know how, how much they'll be able to play that group together all the time. But with those two guys, like the Celtics are in good hands with their center rotation. Yeah, I liked what Thompson did. I was a little bit surprised or like by his offensive game. I just thought he was like a nice little outlet. The jump hook was just solid. You need a guy like that. I thought both him and Tice did a good job of like creating a little bit of their own offense in the paint, uh, which is not something the ball was popping out of Daniel Tice's hands tonight. I know I, that I should probably wait for you to make your third pick, but I just got excited about Daniel Tice you know, popping, swinging that thing around. Uh, it was fantastic just to see that level of offense from the Boston Bigs. But here you go with your third pick. I've got mid-range Jalen Brown. Mid-range Jalen Brown. Some may call him the new two-point daddy. Someone tweeted at me <laughs> asking if he's the new two-point daddy. He might be. He might be. I mean, and I, I think that's a way where he can create for himself in that, like, Obviously, not Kawhi, but like, you know how Kawhi just kind of uses his physicality and his athleticism to just get to his spots and shoot his shot. Jalen is strong enough and athletic enough that against a lot of defenders, he can get to where he wants and shoot. And he's been a successful mid range shooter. I think he was 44% from all mid range shots last year. And, and that's pretty good. And obviously, you don't want that all the time. Like, mid range shots aren't something you're going to want every possession. And he won't like he'll sprinkle in getting to the hoop. He'll sprinkle in a bunch of threes, um, but he can create those shots. And I think that this group will need him to. I, I thought he had really an an awesome game. One one of the better games, probably that offensively at least that I've I've seen him play. Yeah, he was phenomenal, and it's just wild. We talked so much about Tatum, all the discussion in the offseason. Where's Tatum going to take them? But Brown might be just as important uh, if he plays at an all-star level. Certainly, if he scores thirty a night, this team's going to be very good. I know you got to go. You got to do your job. How about how about we all said we spent the entire preseason, the entire offseason, talking about Tatum's the net rating when he's on the bench. He's minus six in game one against Milwaukee, and the Celtics win. I mean, the bench scoring might be my uh, the fourth pick here, but no, I was looking over my notes. Daniel Tice put up a heat check in this game from three. He knocked down two threes and then put up a heat check. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting any Daniel Tice at the four minutes, but we got that. So that's going to be my pick. And then my final pick, uh, honorable mention to Marcus Smart, uh, just his hair, new haircut and getting a Chipotle robe today. I thought that was cool, but I'm going to. We don't mention the name of that company on this podcast. All right. Uh, they promised me they were going to get me s- personalized sweatpants. I remember this. Last <laughs> year, and they never did. They are liars. They are frauds. And we will not mention the name of that company on this podcast. Go to Anna's Taqueria or Felipe's Taqueria. They're both great Taqueria establishments. All right. I had Felipe's my- last night. It's delicious. It's amazing. The roof deck in the summertime, my God, it's fantastic. But my final pick, 
it's going to be a combination of plays, but it's it goes from the Jalen Brown chase down block that turned into the Shemi Euro step. Never seen Shemi be able to pull that off, but it was beautiful. It was a fantastic moment. It was actually a kind of a big uh, momentum swing because the Celtics were down, I think, nine at that point coming off. That was basically right after Middleton backed down um, Peyton Pritchard and completely destroyed him. I just thought it was a huge play in the game, and I just love seeing Shemi succeeding after uh, all the doubters and haters. Number six, I'm going with Jeff Teague, the anti-Grant Williams, in the sense that the beginning of his Celtics career, he cannot miss three pointers. <laughs> he has not missed a three pointer since putting on a Celtics jersey. He is now, I think, thirteen for thirteen, including the preseason. Four of four. Like this is not a three point shooter. This is not a guy who actually. He was a forty percent three point shooter in two thousand fifteen to twenty sixteen. He he can make threes, but he's definitely not a three point shooter until now. Until now, he is the anti-Grant Williams. He was getting to the hoop. He was making plays happen for the Celtics. He, it's, it was weird seeing playmaking on the Celtics bench. Let's let's just put it that way. It was weird seeing a dude who could beat his defender and get to the paint on the Celtics bench. And I thought I thought Teague was fantastic, and he's looked fantastic. This whole time, he's he's looked looked sharp. He's looked like he's in good shape. He has looked far from washed. Yes, and I'm not going to be surprised if we see him close games uh, as he did in this game. Jeff Teague was very very quick to blame John Corrales if he misses his next three point shot because to say he jinxed him. But exciting to see Jeff Teague on this team. Exciting to have Je- uh, Tristan Thompson on this team. And very exciting uh, to have both Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum score 30 points in a Celtics 122-121 victory here on opening night. Thank you guys for tuning in, out, all, everyone out there in Periscope, everyone listening on the pod. Uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Alatayas Parabos!